Good morning, Mr. Sheckman. Ah, oh, morning, Mr. How are we today? Ooh, lovely. Rain is helping a lot. The rain is helping a lot. Um, the holiday season is almost here. Are you excited, Mr. Oh, Sheckman? Oh, hell yeah. Bring it on. Um, so I'm guessing the uh, the thing we spoke about about stopping the color theme um hasn't hasn't happened um today hmm. happens to be orange again um i I'd, I'd have a bet that it's um quite sickly sweet um to to be honest the the prototype um because apparently i i've started having to be taste testing this nonsense um it was almost disgusting it, almost um Jeremy was then subsequently issued with a warning and one hell of a sugar fun. Um, but it, it must take you back, you know, to your first decade, all those many decades ago. Careful, careful, careful. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Um, I'm trying to figure this one out because I, I almost thought this one must be sponsored by the Kelsa Vita company because the orange jam is like effervescent when you when mm. you munch into it they're like it, it's hell of a orange it, it tastes like oros with bubbles in it um the, the the toast it's orange it's very sweet quite nice but even that tastes a bit fizzy um mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe it was a bit heavy-handed with a bicarb there or something and then it, it's all decked out with orange sherbet everywhere um again fizzy orange theme what is this about Sheckman? Come on, it is the get with the festive spirit of it all, Mister Burr. This is the Fanta Claus special. <laughs> <laughs> Tasting design: Shaka Shackman, Michael Burr. Uh, right before we get into it, we're going to be doing another one on the design project this week. Before we get into it, let's talk about something in our recent learnings. Um, for me, this week uh, or, or in recent times, I happened to come across. It, once more, it's the, the wonderful YouTube algorithm and what it set me. And it was the difference between straight cut and wedge nails. So straight cut is the standard. You go to a hardware store currently, you yes. get a, 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 a nail. They're the straight cut nails. The, the cylindrical pointed end with a flat head at the top there. And this was a carpenter going through the advantages of wedge nails. Now, for those of you who don't know, wedge nail is effectively... Imagine you've got a, a thick piece of steel, flat and you cut a, a wedge out of it. So it looks like a very sharp dagger sort of protuberance, bit of a blunt edge on it, and you just stamp that out of it. So there's, there's no tapering on the one side. The two sides are, are parallel, the other two sides, they um, taper in, only tapered on two edge. And it, it's interesting, he, he, through demonstration, the carpenter thing goes into what benefits this has for the wood um, and how it then is in terms of as a joining method in terms of how it sort of works with the fibers of the wood to actually make a very strong connection and in almost all ways it's better than a straight cut nail so the question is why why don't we have that why why are all nails when we think of nails well when, certainly when i thought of nails to start off with it's just in our straight cut style why do we have those and that's because they're significantly easier to make. You yes. you can pop those out at, you know, the, I mean, I can't imagine what sort of rate you can actually manufacture them. I mean, it must be thousands to hundreds of thousands yeah. um, in, in a given time. Wedge nails, on the other hand, are much more difficult to manufacture. So, right, you, you get a, a loss in performance to a certain degree, but now you can really quickly manufacture it. While with the wedge nails, certainly 
and your sort of older times, it was to the point where some, you know you, you move from one house to another, or you move from one project or one system, one construction. You might take your nails with you because your wedge nails are that sort of um, uh, important. I mean, they're difficult to manufacture, especially back you know when they're more. I would, yeah, popular. I would have imagined that you would have got your nails from a blacksmith. A blacksmith would have turned little exactly. bits and pieces into nails, and they would not have been the nails that that you and I are familiar with, the sort of Mm-mm. parallel pointy ones. There would have been those. Because, I mean, you know, at some point, sledgehammering a thing, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's it. It's They're not what we're used to now. They're almost nail in a coffin, not nail in a coffin, but like a, a stake into a vampire's heart sort of exactly, shape yeah. and style. Yeah. Um, but for me, the, the thing with that is we often see older stuff as out of date and less uh, that we've only improved. We've only gone forward. And in certain ways, we have, but we've gone forward maybe in this case in manufacturing, not necessarily in its ultimate actual use. It's actually the problem it's solving. Um, so that's something to sort of bear in mind with today when we're now going to be going into uh, the design of the sort of table display system. So quick bit of context. I mean, we're not quite far into this, so too much of a background or a, a catch up is going to be a whole episode in itself. Uh, there was a problem we identified with regard to productivity in the workplace. Uh, we have moved that forward quite a bit now to uh, knowing that the way the system is going to work is it's going to be in an office space environment. Um, we're going to be dealing with a, uh, a sort of a system, a strategic uh, system where people uh, develop skills and, and strategy and, and business sort of acumen and organizing and pr- problem solving and so on and so forth in an office slash zoo environment game-esque tycoon style yes. um, system. Uh, and so amongst all the various things we, we have covered and sort of addressed, we, we've got a very, very high level preliminary design and a general idea where everything's sort of going to go. We know how we, we approximately have a good idea how people are going to interact with it now. Um, but now we need to, we have a large set of ideas. We now need to start adding meat to the bones. And as a as mechanical slash aeronautical engineers, we are uh, going to focus more on what we have a sort of uh, uh, expertise in, and that would be more along the table design. So the interactive element, the uh, visual element, the, the, the sort of uh, physical aspect of this design, that's where we're going into. Sure. In fact, uh, just just the highlight from, from the last time was mm. um, we obviously thought that this, this interactive surface um, would, would be great horizontal. So you could you could sit and work on it, and also it would be useful vertical, so you could interact with it, and then also as a business tool, you might want it vertical or or horizontal. So it needed to be able to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And then we we had our first design is always about options. Um, there's always more than one way to try and solve a particular problem. Oh, yeah. And our first question was, is or isn't this thing the boardroom table as well? And mm. initially, we went with, it isn't. And we then changed our mind after considering um, moving it up and down and the functionality of it and things like that. And then it turned out to be the boardroom table mm-hmm. as well um, yeah. when, when it needed to be. Um, okay, cool. So I, uh, I, I played around with it. I call this, this next phase uh, concept development. What do you call it? I mean, 
it, it's not detailed design yet. No, it's not detailed design. It, it's I I don't think I, I would. You can't still... seriously call it adding meat to the bones in the report. <laughs> should, should we advise students to do that? Here here is the dust that is turned into bones. Next, meat on bones, followed by muscles and skin. I can see the report now. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, I'm trying to think if you could write a report. Well, yeah, do a report like a skeleton instead of a. Yeah, anyway. Um, and because the design's I, unfinished, and recommendations will be clothes. <laughs> yeah, never once considered clothing throughout the entire thing was never once exactly. considered recommendation yeah. analyze clothes, some <laughs> yeah. clothes go back and realize that this person is now naked um the i mean i, I, I hate actually putting names to things at times so i, I would just I, it's still technically part of preliminary design so I, i'd consider preliminary it as, design um yeah Yes, you can call it concept, uh, concept. Uh, well, it, it's preliminary concept refinement or, or exactly. something like Actually, that. Exactly, yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I thought, cool. again, in trying to st- try and stay focused onto the different different functions, here I, I moved from functions to actual things, but they're not they're not finite solutions yet. And hmm. uh, I wrote them down just in some random order. And there was obviously hmm. there's the the projector because yeah. we, we're using visual lights or a projector, what kind for later. Then there's the pro- positioning of the board and positioning of the projector. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the actual, I called it the surface, because yeah. I think that th- that's the main key feature to it. And then I thought, okay, so if you've got surface and then there's positioning, which is motion of the surface, and then there's the projector, in what order do you need to start to just add mm. some meat to the bones? You yeah. can't focus on surface and finish surface and then say oh but no. now we need to make <laughs> you know, let, let so me, yeah we need surface then i thought positioning because the projector is relatively easy yes. to project onto a vertical surface and then to project onto something down you effectively use more translation than rotation to do that sort of mm-hmm. thing it's mm-hmm. not a massively complex thing to do it has been no. done before yeah, so exactly. that's for uh, later that, that that's the sort of thing that i find recently comes up a lot is you know, in a large part, when you look at it, what is the thing that we're really uncertain about how it's going to work? A projector moving and being realigned, I can easily visualize it. I've seen mechanisms and so on and so forth. Therefore, that's that's of a lower priority that, that we can move there on to go. later because we can adapt it. While if it's the, the table movement or the table positioning, that, however, there are so many options, there's no clear, clearly defined thing. And it's going to have a lot of knock-on effects later on. So, yeah. yeah. So well, then what I thought is I thought, let me, let me come up with some, let's call it for now, mm-hmm. some criteria, just cool. so you can sort of start to think about what, what would a good surface be? What, what would actually solve the problem? And I, I came up mm-hmm. with three things, and let's see if you agree with them. The thing that yeah. I thought of most importantly, whenever you're doing these, is you need, you need a, a functional requirement. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down here, Okay, it's paraphrasing Metallica, but but cool. size doesn't matter yet, <laughs> and that's because cool. that's just a scalable thing. Mm. Yeah, you know, like a piece of paper, you need an A five one or an A four one or an A three one. So mm-hmm. I thought that that could be customized um, at a later date, but that's not going to make or break this thing. And I thought the three things which are most important, firstly, is that it's got to be light. The surface. Yeah. But it also has to be stiff for a few reasons. And then, so initially I thought, well, there's always a Muppet who's going to sit on it. <laughs> yeah. Or, yes, yeah. And, and or, 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 or want to stand on it. Like, let's say the thing does go all the way down to the ground. You're going to have someone who's going to step across it. 
I mean, boardroom tables, people yeah. have stood on them to change a yeah. light bulb or, or clean the projector or something. So you have to think about that. Either you have to design it so it's not possible, and mm -hmm. that's where you can link the surface to the positioning mm -hmm. with things like a, a, a load warning alarm system. You know, you can, you can do that sort of nonsense there. Yeah. But I thought it's got to be quite stiff because it, it, it could be quite a big, big thing. And then the other mm -hmm. thing is it's got to be robust. It's got to be robust from like a spilling coffee on it to messing ink on it to being able to clean it to you know tolerating scratches from people with uh, rings and nonsense like that and those are the three things which i thought that's what it has to has to do obviously it needs to have this the standard things the the right reflectivity and um, oh yeah all, all of the, the stuff which fits with building building code and i thought okay light stiff robust being able to tolerate sit or stand for now while we're finishing proof, out yes, yeah um we're dealing with some form of honeycomb internal core, which will obviously have the right sort of thing on the top and the bottom and the sides um, is, is what I think the, the, the best way to solve it is. It, yeah, li likely going in that direction. It, it gives us a good... It, it gives haven't us a said good... what composite, haven't said anything about it, but I think... No. And, and certainly we're not going to be using solid wood. No, no, no. It, it's certainly not a, a, a solid wood table or a um, graphite you know, sort of solid bench, um, as much as those look nice on boardroom tables and things like that, um, we're going to be achieving um, our stiffness and rigidity through other means. And honeycomb, the the thing is with it, it's almost a, a starting estimate. This is likely what we're going to be going through. We understand that it's not definitive yet, but what it means, it gives us a chance to get mass estimates, density estimates, and so on and so forth so that when we're trying to develop further uh any kind of movement of the table how it's repositioned uh how it's interacted with you know and stiffness elements to it how thick does it actually need to be it gives us data to work off with yeah um okay so, so if, yeah. if you're roughly happy with that have you got anything to add to that before we jump mm. into positioning so the one thing was I also thought positioning was was the key to this to, to, to start off with this. Um, you know, in the past, you know, just to sort of clarify, we've done it where we've um, in the series where you do a set of ideas and I in the next mm. episode do my set. Of ideas. We're going to try doing it a little differently. Are you tired of me winning? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I want to do it that way because now I need to win. Um, <laughs> engineers are not competitive. Um, so the the way we're now going to do it is more to show that there are other ways of doing it you know you don't always have to do this just one way we're now going to show you how teams should work <laughs> no, i mean seriously it's a case of okay so let's yeah it's not actually a competition to see who can out concept a person um the one thing that that seems to have sort of been made up as a decision in your direction that i'd like to say is we need to be careful about Go back on, decision yeah. um is with the visuals i've i've seen this as uh, or the sort of interactive element there being a two-dimensional a three-dimensional visual so just using light to build up a three-dimensional image projector or otherwise um and then a 3d physical so you can still use projectors for colors and things like that, but a, a physical three-dimensional movement to it so that the the projection is, it needs to be something to decide it on. If we go, you know, if it is eventually chosen for two-dimensional, then that's fine. We, we could just use a projector 
um, in a standard form. If it's 3D physical, however, the it's an extra thing to then look at um, as an extra sort of step. So I, what would I think the cost difference be just, just I mean, let's assume you had the same sort of starting infrastructure. Let's say the posi- I mean, the positioning system could be fairly similar, but yes, I mean, just yeah. in terms of the projector technology, um, cost wise, I mean, is from 2D to 3D is it a double or is it eight times? I, I'm not certain. It, I I would err more towards the eight times yeah, side think, of things. So something like that. Um, where the, that would be potentially the advantage of the 3D physical. So we could look at it instead as 2D versus 3D, and then and then step it up from are we doing 3D uh, purely visually or light, or are we doing three dimensional um, with with physical elements. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen those sort of. Um, it's like a sand pit, and they they use the uh, to create like. Um, uh, contours and things so you use a projector on top it can measure the distance and then it creates color gradients that way um, and it's just a a, a a it's almost if your table becomes like a sand pit um, not the only way to do it there are other ways where you have little um, separate elements that are piston actuated and they can move up and down um, depending on what it is I mean, all of those things are are are, are fine. Um, I think yeah. what we can do is once once we've got the initial surface and that positioning for the let's call it a basic design, we can then exactly. look at no, no, how would we how would we turn it into a perfect two D versus a perfect three D, and then do the evaluation on that because both of those solve the problem to a different level. I, I fully agree. It it was the the, the reason I'm putting it in now is the. Um, you know, we, we're looking into the design, we, we've got a rough idea, okay, cool, we're looking at movement, we're going to look, we talked about projection, we talked about um, interaction, stiffness, how does it support people that are acting in appropriately sitting on the table, or having uh, non appropriate surfaces, mm-hmm. we need to, there is the potential extra element on that as well, with which is the um, uh, extra detail that could come into projection that we might not have originally thought through. Yeah, look, I mean, also when it comes to the projector side of things, I know how to turn them on, but I don't know a damn thing about them. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I'm definitely out of what I know and what I've seen and, and stuff like that. Um, just one question about the sand mm. thing while I pick your brain. Yeah. Let's assume I'm working on my zoo and okay. I move it around and I basically use my fingers and I create this thing and the thing projects down. This is the line enclosure and, mm-hmm. you know, I have to interact with it properly. Now I need to, um, now we've got to pack it up. How do I get my zoo back the next time unless I have a tray of sand which I pick up very gingerly and store it? Uh, you know, instead of thinking of it in sand, maybe as a um, that, that sort of uh, it's a castable substance. So it's cast, and then whatever your casting substance is can be deactivated. So it's almost like a a um, magnetic sand. Oh yeah, you could use it. Okay, fine, alright. But I think let's let's do some homework yeah, on that. For no, the no, next yeah, time no, 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 no. It's definitely for later. It was just I like to have an idea as to what is to come, so that when we're looking at the the table and the movement system, yes. if we were to have something of that nature, it's just you know as part of one of the criteria that could potentially come up is sure. right this immediately just you know if we have a table that immediately goes vertical or even upside down so the undersurface is actually our boardroom table and the other the sort of what becomes the upside down surface is our our play surface yes sand no longer works yeah um, sure. in that regard so it's just something to be aware of of a potential impact and ideas that we don't look back later it's like, oh i really wanted to do this um it's that's not going to come up with us 
Sure, um, but I think okay. the one thing which we do need to agree on is that um, the, we said that it needed to maintain the function of the uh, normal boardroom type operation. Oh, yes, so that, that's priority. The, the, yeah. the baseline thing, we still have a, a screen which you can do projections on of some exactly. kind. Yeah. Okay, cool. So but all, all that would happen is when it comes to the actual design of that surface, if it needs to tolerate other things and have other stuff built into it, um, to allow for 3D stuff versus 2D stuff, then obviously it gets factored in at that stage. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so it would basically just be integration into, uh, let's say, an existing good design. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, fine, noted, um, and we'll work on that. Um, then mm -hmm. I thought for positioning, which is then the, the, the second thing, and you, you could say, in terms of a, a group project, we could have sat down and I could have done the surface, you could have done positioning, you present mm -hmm. yours, we then swap over, I have a go at, the, at refining or an alternative and you do exactly the same thing and then we kind of merge and integrate the two things together, we, you know, that, that that's effective group work. Yeah. What I thought with, so for the surface, it was light, stiff and robust and then I thought mm -hmm. for the positioning system, it needs to be... I didn't use the word robust. I used the word stable, and the things which I put in there are bump and push tolerant. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. it's the sort of thing where, okay, now I'm thinking of your your, your pile of sand. Now, <laughs> flipping Bob gets up and bumps the flipping thing, and hey, now my, yeah. my line enclosure is ruined, it's and I've got to undo the magnetic thing, okay, yes, for, yeah. whatever. Um, the other thing is then, obviously, the, the positioning system needs to be out of the way. The board... The, oh, the surface yes. needs to be in, in two positions with being able to rise up and down at, in the boardroom configuration. It only needs to, needs to obviously end up on, on a wall on, on the side, not the door side, we said, from mm -hmm. a safety point of view. And, mm -hmm. and then the, 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 the system that does it needs to be kind of out of the way as, as the basic criteria. Yeah. Um, and the thing which I thought there, so for the surface, size didn't matter because it could be scaled up or scaled down to yeah. whatever. Mm. The point is... Ceiling height varies in boardrooms. What's mm -hmm. above the ceiling is pretty much standard in terms of building codes and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So mm -hmm. if the boardroom's bigger, you could scale scale up, um, but all boardrooms would have a, a table and a wall, effectively. And yes. then the thing which didn't wouldn't really matter in terms of the positioning is how long it takes to position. Because I'm not seeing this thing as taking 35 minutes to do its its job. It, it would be, you know, sort of like electric garage door type uh, yeah, no, something I, I, not to worry about. I couldn't think in all the ideas I came up with with, with regard to positioning, none of them were uh, right. Do it, press it in the morning because by the time of lunch it'll be ready to go. Exactly and, right. Yeah. And yeah. then in terms of, so we then ended up with sort of let's say a, a, a composite honeycomb as let's say the basic idea, which would then be fleshed out with detailed stuff. And if it's going to be 3D, it might very well need electric stuff built into it and all kinds of other stuff. But you, you've got yourself a, a substrate which is uh, quite nice, like a like a ladder frame chassis. It's your basic skeleton, and you you can do multifunctional stuff with it, and you can customize it as you like. Mm. There's a decision here with this table, the surface, and that is when it is in the table configuration, is it supported at two points or four points? Because it makes a big flipping difference. From a bump mm. and push thing someone mm. leans on it when they get up um someone sits on the edge it's a bit there's a massive difference structurally from two points so one on the far side where the boss would sit mm. versus the four corners and it, it would be an, a, not a great idea to hold it at six or eight points so it, it and it, it can't be one 
No, 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 certainly not. I think it's answered in as well. I think I have a feeling that the that answer is given in terms of the method by which we we achieve it necessarily. It's sort of the way I looked at it. Um, and in doing so, it comes down to alignment. So how in what planes are we looking at aligning it? And we're going to stop there just for this episode. We'll run straight into it for the next one. Uh, but thanks very much for listening. Um, if you've got any suggestions on what we've just done, uh, do let us know. Um, obviously, give the next one a listen to because we, we might have already counted for that idea. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, catch you guys in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>